In what am I inferior to whom? Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 82, um, the Tipitaka Recitals, part 21. So we're still toward the beginning of the Vinaya Pitaka, Sutta Vibhanga, Sangha Dicesa, part 4. Or in English, we're still at the beginning of the uh, Discipline Basket. I've been saying Rules Basket, but it's more accurately Discipline Basket. The Rules Analysis, Formal Meeting, Part 4. So uh, those who have been following along already know this stuff, but really, really quick review. The first four rules were about, uh, you know, the big, the big rules, treason or high felonies. Um, and there were four of them. And feel free to watch the previous episodes if you'd like more information than that. Uh, I, I think I went on about it a little too long last time. Um, so there were those four. And then now we're getting to the one notch down rules that all seem to kind of be connected to those original four rules. What did you think of the opening today? Um, trying something a little different, a little bit of an experiment. Uh, what did you think of that clip? I have no idea what it is because I haven't said it yet. Uh, let's see, is there anything else before we begin? Oh, <clears throat> welcome to our special guest, the Medicine Buddha, Amitabha, the, uh, the place where, where I found him in Darjeeling. It was the shop that was run by the Punjabi Sikhs from Delhi. I made a comment uh, a few episodes ago about how so many different people from different parts of India and different backgrounds, Islam and so on, are selling Tibetan Buddhist things in, uh, in Darjeeling. Uh, so they, they said it was a 100-year-old medicine Buddha statue, but he looks to me like he could be Amitabha. But for today, we're going to pretend that this is Lord Buddha, as in Siddhartha Gautama. But I assure you, it's, it's not. Um, very few statues are, it turns out. I mean, before a person really starts to dive into this stuff, one assumes that every Buddha statue they see is Siddhartha Gautama. Very rarely is it actually Siddhartha Gautama. It, more often than not, it's Amitabha or someone else. Okay, uh, any questions before we begin? No? It's a silly question, I know. Feel free to comment below. Let me know what you thought of the opening. If it's a little... Catchier or not good? The font could be better. I don't know. Shall we begin? Formal meeting, Sangha di Sessa, Part Four. <clears throat> I'll fill in the part that they've decided to replace with dots. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove 
in Anathapindika's park. This seems to be how a lot of these have been starting lately. I think a lot of, a lot of the, these particular rules were established around this particular time. At that time, the venerable Udayan, again, Udayan, whew, that guy, was, uh, oh, by the way, real quick, if this is your first time seeing me, feel free to click here and start at the beginning of the uh, Tibitaka. Then you can work your way up to episode 21. Okay. Anyway, uh, the venerable Udayan was dependent on families and approached many families. Now, at that time, there was a certain woman who was a widow. Oh, no. Udayan doesn't, uh, doesn't do well with this sort of thing. Anyway, uh, beautiful, good to look upon, lovely. Uh-oh. Then the venerable Udayan, rising early, they just mean waking up, uh, and taking his robe and bowl, came up to this woman's dwelling. Udayan, stay away from that woman's dwelling, please. And having come up, he sat down on the appointed seat. Then the woman approached the venerable Udayan, and having approached, she greeted the venerable Udayan and sat down to one side. As she was sitting to one side, the venerable Udayan rejoiced, pleased, gladdened, delighted, uh, delighted this woman with talk on Dhamma. Okay. Then this woman, having been three dots, uh, so having been pleased, gladdened, delighted, perhaps? No way to know. Delighted uh, with talk on Dhamma by the Venerable Udayan, said to the Venerable Udayan, quote, Do say, honored sir, what will be of use, end quote, and will be was in parentheses. We are able to give to the master, that is to say, the requisites of robes, alms, food, lodgings, and medicine for the sick. Quote, it is not hard, sister, for us to come by those things, that is to say, the requisites of robes, alms, food, lodgings, medicine for the sick, give what is hard for us to come by, end quote. What is that, honored sir? Sexual intercourse, <laughs> he said. Will it be of use, honored sir, she said. It will be of use, sister, he said. Come, honored sir, she said, and entering into an inner room, taking off her cloak, she lay back on the couch. Then the venerable Udayan approached this woman, and having approached her, he said, quote, Who could touch this evil-smelling wretch? And he departed, spitting. <sighs> Then this woman became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, quote, These recluses, 
These sons of the Sakyans are shameless, of low morality, liars. And they pretend to be walking by Dhamma, walking by right, leading the Brahma life, speaking truth, virtuous, of good conduct. Among these there is no recluseship. Among these there is no Brahmanhood. Perished is recluseship among these. Perished is Brahmanhood among these. Where is recluseship among these? Where is Brahmanhood among these? Fallen from recluseship are these. Fallen from Brahmahood are these. How can this recluse who die in, having himself begged me for sexual intercourse, say, Who could touch this evil-smelling wretch and depart spitting? What is bad in me? What is evil-smelling in me? In what am I inferior to whom? Other women became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, These recluses, sons of the Sakyans, are shameless, three dots. How can this recluse Udayan, having himself begged this woman for sexual intercourse, say, Who could touch this evil-smelling wretch and depart spitting? What is bad in her? What is evil-smelling in her? In what is she inferior to whom? The monks heard these women, who were annoyed, vexed, and angry. Those who were modest monks became annoyed, vexed, and angry, and said, How can this venerable Udayin speak in praise of ministering to sense pleasures for self in the presence of women folk? Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, for this reason, on this occasion, having had the order of monks convened, questioned the venerable Udayan, saying, Is it true that you, Udayan, spoke in praise of ministering to sense pleasures for self in the presence of women folk? It is true, Lord, he said. The enlightened one, the Lord, uh, rebuked him saying, It is not right, foolish man. It is not becoming. It is not suitable. It is not worthy of a recluse. It is out of place. It is not to be done. How can you, foolish man, speak in praise of ministering to sense pleasures for self in the presence of women folk? Foolish man. Is not Dhamma preached by me in various ways for the stilling of passion? Three dots. The allaying of the flames of sense pleasures declared? Is it not, foolish man, for the benefit of unbelievers? It is not, foolish man, for the benefit of unbelievers. Three dots. Thus, monks, this course of training should be set forth. Whatever monk afflicted by desire, with perverted heart, should speak in praise of ministering to sense pleasures for self in the presence of women folk, saying, Sister, this is the highest kind of ministration, that a woman should minister to one like me, virtuous of good conduct, 
leading the Brahma life in this fashion, meaning with what is connected to sexual intercourse. That is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Whatever means, three dots, competent to know, three dots, what is lewd and what is not lewd. I guess that's added to the definition of whatever that was covered previously. In the presence of women folk means in the neighborhood of women folk, near women folk. Sense pleasures for self means sense pleasures for self. For the sake of self, desiring for self, ministering to self. This highest means this highest, this best, this foremost, this utmost, this most excellent. She means a noble woman, a Brahmin woman, a merchant class woman, a low caste woman. One like me means a noble man, a Brahmin, a merchant class man, a low caste man. Virtuous means refraining from onslaught on creatures, refraining from taking what is not given, refraining from lying. Leading the Brahma life means refraining from sexual intercourse. Of good conduct means he is of good conduct in respect of this virtue and in respect of this Brahma life. In this fashion means with regard to sexual intercourse. Should minister to means should give pleasure to. Connected with unchastity means connected with unchastity. A formal meeting of the order means, three dots, because of this it is called a formal meeting of the order. Part 19 of Tipitaka was the last time that the full definitions of whatever and uh, formal meaning of the order were given. If there is a woman and he is infatuated, thinking her to be a woman, and if the monk speaks in praise in the woman's presence of ministering to sense pleasures for self, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. If there are two women, if, three dots, thinking they are two women, three dots, there are two offenses, three dots, a formal meeting of the order. Oh, by the way, last time I, uh, I had thought since in modern times when people say, you know, where's the privy? That's like something you'll run into, I think, in England. I think that's where I ran into it. Um, and that means washroom or restroom. But I think in this previous chapter, it meant what children would refer to as private parts. So the monk Udayan, same guy, was uh, when these women were brought into his house, uh, apparently, he was pointing out their private parts, not pointing out his own restroom. So I was a little confused about that. Okay, continuing. 
If there are a woman and a eunuch, if three dots, thinking them both to be women, three dots, there's an offense of wrongdoing with an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Because uh, the rights of eunuchs hadn't really been firmly established back then, you might say. So it's less of an offense. There is no offense if he speaks, saying, Support us with the requisites of robes, alms, food, lodgings, medicine for the sick. If he is mad, if he is a beginner. How can a barren woman, how can I get a son and be dear? How can I be charming? What may I give? With what shall I support you? How can I be a good born? That's one of those titles that's also a table of contents of these next bits. At one time, a certain barren woman said to a monk, dependent on her family, How could I, honored sir, bear a child? For this sister, give the highest gift, the monk replied. What is the highest gift, honored sir, she said. Sexual intercourse, he said. He was remorseful, three dots, quote, three dots, a formal meeting of the order. All right. Presumably he meant give it to himself. I mean, otherwise that is the actual answer to her question, just not to him. Right? That wouldn't have been a violation if he had been saying, well, give somebody sexual intercourse and you'll have a child. Not really the sort of thing that a, a monk ought to be. Well, anyway. At one time, a certain fertile woman said to a monk dependent on her family, how could I, honored sir, get a son? For this sister, give the highest gift. Space dot, space, space 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 end quote no there's no end quote there Mr. Horner uh, open quote something sort of like a dot and then uh, two dots anyway a formal meeting of the order so presumably that situation went basically the same as the previous situation at one time a certain woman said to a monk dependent on her family how could I, honored sir, be dear to my husband? How could I, honored sir, be charming? For this, sister, give the highest gift. A formal meeting of the order. The formal meeting of the order is not the highest gift. So it seems like even if the monks are suggesting that the women have sex with their husbands, that entails a formal meeting of the order. It's not the sort of thing they're supposed to be talking about. So talking about sense pleasures, talking about sexual intercourse in the presence of a woman entails a formal meeting of the order. It seems to be what I'm getting from this, based on the examples being given. Okay? At one time, a certain woman said to a monk, dependent on her family, What honored sir may I give to the master? The highest gift, sister, he said. What is the highest gift, honored sir? Sexual intercourse, he said. He was remorseful. 
dots, quote, dots of the order, end quote. At one time, a certain woman said to a monk, dependent on her family, quote, with what can I, honored sir, support the master? With the highest gift, sister, he said. What is the highest gift, honored sir, she said. Dots, no quotes or anything, open quote, dots, formal meeting of the order. Ivy Horner has just had enough, enough I'm tired of writing about sexual intercourse. It's just like the previous incident. Right. Okay. At one time, a certain woman said to a monk dependent on her family, How can I go to a good-born, honored sir? For this, sister, give the highest gift. What is the highest gift, honored sir? She said. Dots. Formal meeting of the order. Told is the fourth offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. So I'm thinking that uh, since these are getting shorter, rather than make uh, these episodes shorter and shorter, I think I'll start allowing uh, more than one chapter to be in in each episode. So this, as you know from having read the title, which I wrote in the future, right, um, from my perspective, this is going to be four and five, not just four. So now I know you already knew, presumably. Shall we? Formal meeting, Sangha di Sessa, five. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's park still? At that time, the Venerable Udayan, would you just kick him out already? I mean, sorry, you're running your... Do it as you see fit. I, uh, I don't mean to interject my unsolicited opinion here, but this Udayan guy. I mean, I guess if, if if Buddha kicked him out, then maybe he'd just go around raping people, so maybe it's better that he be a monk, and Buddha should chastise him, and try to get him like to be less and less of a creep over time. So maybe, I don't know. Well, anyway, this is how it went. Sorry for the bouncing there. That was my knee hitting the desk. Okay, <clears throat> what is Udayan, the venerable Udayan, up to today? <sighs> at that time, the venerable Udayan was dependent on families at Savati, and he approached many families. When he saw a youth, not yet a husband, or a, or a young girl without a husband, he spoke in praise of the girl in the presence of the youth's parents, saying, quote, The young girl of that family is beautiful, good to look upon, lovely. She is learned, accomplished, wise, clever, energetic. This young girl is suitable for that youth. 
end quote. All right. These said, they do not know us, honored sir, nor who we are, nor to whom we belong. If, honored sir, the master will induce them to give, we might convey this girl to this youth. End quote. He spoke in praise of the youth of in the presence of the girl's parents, saying, quote, The youth of that family is beautiful, good to look upon, lovely. He is learned, accomplished, wise, clever, energetic. That young girl is suitable for this youth. End quote. They said, quote, But if, honored sir, the master would beg, we might give this girl to that youth. End quote. By this means he brought about the leading of the bridegroom to the bride's home, is in parentheses, because I think that would have been understood. Uh, I, I've witnessed that a couple of times. Uh, anyway, in traditional households, he brought about the leading away from the bride's home, in parentheses. He caused marriages to take place. Now, at that time, the daughter of a certain woman who was formerly a courtesan, was beautiful, good to look upon, lovely. Some disciples of naked ascetics came from a distant village, said to the courtesans, quote, Lady, give this girl to our boy. End quote. They're Janus, right? Maybe. She said, quote, Masters, I mean, there were 62 different religions going on at the time, I guess. So maybe outside of the six that we know about from the Diga Nikaya, there were other naked ones. Anyway, she said, Masters, I do not know you, nor who these are, nor to whom he belongs. And I will not give my only daughter to go to a distant village. Some people said to these disciples of naked ascetics, quote, Masters, why did you come? End quote. Quote, now we masters begged that courtesans for her daughter for our son. And she said, but masters, I do not know you, nor who these are, nor to whom he belongs, and I will not give my daughter to go to a distant village. End quote within quotes, and then end quote. Quote, master, why did you beg the courtesan for her daughter? Certainly Master Udayan should be told. Master Udayan will, will induce her to give her daughter, in parentheses. End quote. Then these disciples of naked ascetics approached the venerable Udayan, and having approached him, they said to the venerable Udayan, quote, Now, honored sir, we beg that courtesan, three dots, distant village. It would be good, honored sir, if the master could induce the courtesan to give her daughter to our boy. Okay, so distant village was in quotes, so I think that he was quoting saying what they said. We won't give our daughter to someone in a distant village. All right. Uh, then the venerable Udayan approached that courtesan, and having approached, he said to that courtesan, quote, why did you not give your daughter to these people? People is in parentheses, end quote. But master, I do not know them, nor who they are, nor to whom he belongs, and I will not give my only daughter to go to a distant village, 
seems reasonable to me. Give her to them, I know them. Udayan said, If, honored sir, the master knows them, I will give her. End quote. She said, Then this courtesan gave her daughter to these disciples of naked ascetics. Then these disciples of naked ascetics, taking the young girl, for a month made use of her according to her lot as a daughter-in-law. Then afterwards they made use of her according to her lot as a female slave. Then this young girl dispatched a message to her mother, saying, quote, I am wretched, I am miserable, I get no happiness. For a month they made use of me according to my lot as a daughter-in-law. Now after that they are making use of me according to my lot as a female slave. Let my mother come for me, let her take me away. End quote. Then the courtesan came up, to the disciples of naked ascetics, and having come up, she said to these disciples of naked ascetics, quote, Masters, do not make use of this young girl according to her lot as a female slave. Make use of this young girl according to her lot as a daughter-in-law. End quote. They said, We do not want anything to do with you. We want to have to do only with a recluse, only in parentheses. You go away. We do not know you, end quote. Then this courtesan, being approached by these followers of the naked ascetics, returned again to Sabati. A second time, this young girl dispatched a messenger to her mother saying, quote, I am wretched. Three dots. Take me away, end quote. Then the courtesan approached the venerable Udayan, and having approached him, she said to the venerable Udayan, quote, Honored sir, it is said that the young girl is wretched, miserable. She gets no happiness. For a month they made use of her according to her lot as a daughter-in-law. And now, after that, they are making use of her according to her lot as a female slave. Honored sir, do say, masters, do not make use of this young girl according to her lot as a female slave. Make use of this young girl according to her lot as a daughter-in-law. Then the venerable Udayan approached these disciples of naked ascetics, and having approached them, he said to these disciples of the naked ascetics, quote, Masters, do not make use of this young girl according to her lot as a female slave. Make use of this young girl according to her lot as a daughter-in-law. End quote. They said, quote, We do not want anything to do with you. We want to have to do only with the courtesan. A recluse should be without occupation." The recluse will become a model recluse. You go away. We do not know you. End quote. Then the venerable Udayan, having been reproached by these disciples of naked ascetics, returned again to Savati. For the third time, the young girl dispatched a messenger to her mother, saying, quote, I am wretched. Take me away. End quote. For a second time, the courtesan approached the venerable Udayan, three dots, end quote, 
dot, many spaces, do say, quote, masters, three dots, as a daughter-in-law, end quote. He said, quote, when I went before, I was reproached by these disciples of the naked ascetics. Go yourself, I will not go, end quote. Then the courtesan became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, quote, May this master Udayan be wretched. May this master Udayan be miserable. May this master Udayan not find happiness, even as my girl is wretched, miserable, and finds no happiness because of her evil mother-in-law, because of her evil father-in-law, because of her evil husband. And then the young girl became annoyed, vexed, angry, saying, May this master Udayan be wretched. May this master Udayan be miserable. May this master Udayan not find happiness. Even as I am wretched, miserable, and finding no happiness because of my evil mother-in-law, because of my evil father-in-law, because of my evil husband. Even other women, unhappy with their mothers-in-law, unhappy with their fathers-in-law, unhappy with their husbands, denounced him, saying, May three dots be wretched. May three dots, even as we are wretched, miserable, and find no happiness because of our evil mothers-in-law, because of our evil fathers-in-law, because of our evil husbands. But those women who were happy with their mothers-in-law, with their fathers-in-law, with their husbands, these prayed to him thus, May this master Udayan be happy. May this master Udayan be blessed. May this master Udayan prosper. Even as we are happy, blessed, and do prosper because of our good mothers-in-law, because of our good fathers-in-law, because of our good husbands. End quote. The monks heard some women denouncing, some women praying. Then those who were modest monks became annoyed, vexed, angry, and said, How can the venerable Udayan act as a go-between? That's like a yenta, basically. Uh, apparently, I mean, based on context, you already knew that, right? Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, for this reason, having had the company of monks convened, questioned the venerable Udayan, saying, Is it true? Udayan, that you acted as a go-between. It is true, Lord. Then the enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, How could you, foolish man, act as a go-between? That is not, foolish man, for the benefit of unbelievers. Three dots. Thus, monks, this course of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should act as a go-between for a woman with a man in mind or for a man with a woman in mind, whether as a wife or as a mistress, that is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Lord Buddha, if I may humbly suggest some kind of three strikes policy in the, in the context of this Udayan You've had a lot of formal meetings with him. Oh, again, you must have your reasons. Okay. At one time, 
many men of abandoned life who were amusing themselves in a pleasure grove sent a messenger to a harlot to say, Come, we will enjoy ourselves in the pleasure grove. She said, Masters, I do not know you, nor who you are, nor to whom you belong, and I have many goods. I am well-to-do, and I will not go outside the city. Then the messenger told this matter to the men of abandoned life. A certain man said to these men of abandoned life, Masters, why do you beg this harlot? Surely Master Udayan should be told. Master Udayan will procure her for you. Her for you is in parentheses. When he had spoken thus, a certain lay follower said to that man, Do not speak like that, master. It is not right for recluses, sons of the Sakyans, to act like that. Master Udayan will not do it. Have you met Master Udayan? Anyway, uh, when he had spoken thus, they said, Will he do it or won't he do it? And they made a bet. <laughs> I'll uh, put me down for he'll do it. Okay. Then these men of abandoned life approached the venerable Udayan, and having approached him, they said to the venerable Udayan, quote, Now we, honored sir, amusing ourselves in the pleasure grove, sent a messenger to some harlot, saying, Come, we will enjoy ourselves in the pleasure grove. She said, Masters, I do not know you nor who you are, nor to whom you belong, and I have many goods. I am well-to-do, and I will not go outside the city. It would be good, honored sir, if the master would procure this harlot for us. End quote. Then the venerable Udayan went up to the harlot. All right, pay up. Anybody here? Okay. Uh, and having come up to this harlot, he said, Why do you not go among these men? Men in parentheses. End quote. Master, I do not know them. Space dot, space, space dot, space. I will not go outside the city. End quote. Go among them, he said. I know them. If, honored sir, thou knowest them, uh, the master knows them, I will go. Then these men of abandoned life, taking this harlot, went to the pleasure grove. What could possibly go wrong? Then that lay follower became annoyed, vexed, angry, saying, How can the master Udayan act as a go-between for a temporary wife? So that's what the kids are calling. The monks heard that lay follower who was annoyed, vexed, angry. Those who were modest monks became annoyed, vexed, angry, saying, quote, How can the venerable Udayan act as a go-between for a temporary wife? Then these monks told this master to the Lord. Is it true, as they say, Udayan, that you acted as a go-between for a temporary wife? It is true, Lord, he said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, How can you, 
foolish man act as a go-between for a temporary wife. It is not foolish man for the benefit of unbelievers. Three dots. Then monks, this course of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should act as a go-between for a woman with a man in mind, for a man with a woman in mind, whether as a wife or as a mistress or even as a temporary wife, there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Whatever means, monk means, in uh, part 19 of Tripitaka, those definitions are laid out. He's got dots there, so what can we do? Should act as a go-between means either sent by a woman, he goes into a man's presence, or sent by a man, he goes into a woman's presence. For a woman with a man in mind means, he tells to a woman, the mind of a man. For a man with a woman in mind means, he tells to a man, the mind of a woman. As a wife means, you will become a wife. As a mistress means, you will become a mistress. Even as a temporary wife means, you will become a wife for the moment. Offense entailing a formal meeting of the order means you're back to square one and all the monks have to get together and listen to you confess that you did such a silly thing. Again, ten kinds of women protected by the mother, protected by the father, protected by the parents, protected by a brother, protected by the sister. This was before the civil rights movement, right? In the 1960s and 70s. Yeah, 2,600 years ago. It was a little before. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's just what it says. Protected by the relations. Protected by the lineage. Protected by Dhamma. With protection. Protected by a stick. See? That's progressive. Just, just carry a stick. Ten kinds of wives. One bought with money. That's the first one. One kept for passion. A kept woman. That's just what it says. One who receives clothes. One who provides water. One who takes off the pad uh, for the burden she carries on the head. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, the slave and wife. Footnote, please, for explanation below, see page 238, which is the next page. So we'll just wait. The servant and wife, the flag brought, all three of those are going to be explained on the next page. The wife for the moment. Okay. Protected by the mother means the mother protects, guards, wields supremacy, has her under control. Protected by the father means the father, three dots, has her under control. Protected by the parents means the parents, dot, space, dot, have her under control. Protected by the brother means the brother, dot, space, dot, has her under control. Protected by the sister means the sister, three dots, has her under control. Protected by the relations means the relations, one dot, have her under control. 
protected by the lineage means her own clan's people, three dots, have her under control. Protected by Dhamma means those regarding Dhamma have her under, I don't know why I'm doing it that way, control. With protection means she is appropriated in the womb saying she is mine even if she is betrothed. Okay. Okay. Adoption. We'll pretend that means adoption. Okay. Protected by the stick means the stick is put by some people and whoever goes to such and such a woman says, what a stick. That, I guess, didn't mean what I think it means and I still am not sure what it means. Let me read that one more time. Protected by the stick means the stick is put by some people. And whoever goes to such and such a woman says, quote, what a stick, end quote. Etako dondo, that's what the polyphrase is. If you understand, comment below. All right. Bought with money means having bought her with money, he makes her stay. All right. Kept for passion means the dear one makes the dear one stay. That's what that means. Okay. A kept woman means giving her wealth, he makes her stay. One who receives clothes means giving a garment, he makes her stay. One who provides water means having handed a bowl of water, he makes her stay. All right. There's a footnote regarding as much as a garment or cloak a vagabond woman rises to be a wife. Okay, so she's vagabond, homeless woman. He gives her water and she becomes his wife. Okay. Um, one who takes off the pad for burdens she carries on her head means taking down the pad he makes her stay. Someone who is a gather footnote, someone who is a gatherer of firewood and so on and Taking the pad off her head, he keeps her in the house. In India, the women put a coiled pad of cotton or some material or grass on their head and then balance their burdens, brass vessels, long bunches of firewood, big round baskets, and so on, on the pad. Oh, okay. So by saying, hey, take that pad off, you're not going to be carrying stuff around on your head anymore. Just that is enough. Don't even need water one who, okay, a slave means she is a slave and a wife. A servant means she is a servant and a wife. Flag brought means a woman taken in a raid. Oh. Oh. Okay. A temporary wife means a wife for the moment. Okay. A man sends a monk saying, quote, Go, honored sir, to such a one protected by the mother, and explain, quote, He says, become the wife of such a one bought for money. If he accepts, examines, and brings back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. A man, three dots, protected by the father, explain, three dots, protected by a stick, explain, dot, space, dot, a formal meeting of the order. The steps in the composition. 
a man sends a monk saying, quote, go, sir, to such and such a one protected by the mother, protected by the father, and say he becomes, he says, become the wife of so-and-so bought with money. If he accepts Dot's formal meeting of the order, a man protected by the mother and man Dot's protected by the mother and protected by the parents. So a man can also be protected by all these things or apparently be a stick. That's good, right? Unfortunate, the definition was all given in the case of women, right? If men can also be in all of these positions, a slave husband, well, anyway. Perhaps not. We'll just keep reading. A man dots protected by the mother and protected by the parents dots protected by the mother and protected by a stick dots formal meeting of the order. Ivy Horner just has had it. He's just tired. He's tired of translating things. Just tired in general, I'd say. Uh, yes, a portion of the series, a man, three dots, Quote, protected by the father and protected by the parents, dots, protected by the father and protected by the mother, dots, dots, formal meeting of the order. Told is the beginning of the contracted series. A man, dots, quote, protected by a stick and protected by the mother, dots, protected by a stick and with protection, dots, quote, dots, formal meeting of the order. I wonder what that all meant. Hmm. Told is that beginning with one, that beginning with two, and that beginning with three up to that beginning with nine should be done in the same way. This is that beginning with ten. A man sends a monk saying, Go, sir, to such a one protected by the mother and protected by the father, dots, and protected by the stick and explain, he says, become dots. Dots, a formal meeting of the order. Dots, a formal meeting of the order. Told is the series about women bought with money. A man sends a monk saying, quote, Go, honored sir, to such a one protected by the mother and explain. He says, become the wife kept for passion of such a man. Dots, the kept woman. Dots, the temporary wife. If he accepts, dots, a formal meeting of... The order. So monks should not be involved in either being a yenta or human trafficking. Or both. There's a spectrum, apparently. Um, a man sends a monk saying, Go, honored sir, to such a woman protected by the mother and protected by the father, dots, and protected by a stick and explain, dots, a temporary wife. If he accepts, Dots, a formal meeting of the order. Told is the series on the woman who is a temporary wife. A man sends a monk saying, quote, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so protected by the mother. He says, become the wife bought by money of such-and-such such a man. End quote. If he accepts, examines her, brings back it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order a man dots the wife kept for passion dots uh, the kept woman dots the temporary wife dots the formal meeting formal meeting of the order the steps of composition 
This is that beginning with ten. All right. A man sends a monk saying, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, protected by a stick. He says, Become the wife of so-and-so, bought with money and kept for passion and dots. And the temporary wife dots a formal meaning of the order. Dots meaning there's three dots there because Ivy Horner thought it would be easier just to put dots. Just have some dots. I know you came here for the original Buddhist scriptures translated into English, but have some dots. You want some dots? I do. A man sends a monk saying, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, protected by the mother. It is said, become the wife bought by money of so-and-so. Dots a formal meeting of the order. A man dots to so-and-so, protected by the mother and protected by the father. Explain. So it's basically the same as the stuff before. That's what the dots are supposed to mean. Though sometimes they mean other things. And sometimes they mean it's the same thing that was said 150 pages ago. But in this case, it's the same thing that was said like on the previous page. So it's a little more, a little more forgivable. Right? Just a minor wrongdoing. Sometimes it's a grave offense. And sometimes it's treason. You're out of here, buddy. I think he already passed away, so... You're out of here, buddy. Okay. Um, a man dots to so-and-so, the mother protected by the father. It is said, become the wives of so-and-so, bought with money, kept for passion, and dots. Dots, a formal meeting of the order. I'm still going to read it. I'm going to read it all. So, a man dots... To so-and-so, protected by the mother and protected by the father and protected by the parents and explain. He says, become the wives of so-and-so, bought with money and kept for passion. And the kept woman and dots, dots a formal meeting of the order. Increase from both ends is to be made thus. Ends was in parentheses. A man sends a monk saying, quote, Go, honored sir, to so-and-so, protected by the mother, and protected by the father, and dots, and protected by a stick, and explain, he says, become the wives of so-and-so, bought with money and kept for passion, dots, and temporary wives, dots a formal meaning of the order. Told is the increase from both. Open parentheses, ends, end parentheses. From both ends means something different in present day than it meant in Victorian England, no doubt. The mother of a man sent a monk, dots. The father of a man sent a monk, dots. The parents of a man sent a monk, dots. The brother of a man sent a monk, dots. The sister of a man sent a monk, dots. The, rel the relations of a man sent a monk, Dots. The clansmen of a man sent a monk. Dots. The co-religionists of a man sent a monk. The mother of a girl, in parentheses, protected by the mother, sent a monk, saying, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, let her be the wife, bought by money of so-and-so. Dots, dots, a formal meeting of the order. The mother of a girl, protected girl, in parentheses, 
the, girl, the mother of a girl protected by the, maybe they used a different word, and Ivy Horner's like, let's just call her a girl instead of that other word that they used, maybe. Or it's just the mother of scent, and it's implied that it's of a girl. Inquiring minds. Protected by the mother sent among, saying, go, honored sir, dots. Be the wife kept for passion, dots. The temporary wife, dots. End quote. Dots a formal meaning of the order. <clears throat> My uh, puberty kicking in. Voice cracking here. The steps in the composition. That is that beginning with ten. The mother of a girl protected by, I think we're almost done. Almost done, right? Right? I hope. Yes, only... It'll be just a while, as uh, Stan Laurel's sister in Twice Two. Just a while. Okay, uh, the mother of a girl, protected by the mother, sent a monk, saying, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, let her be the wife of so-and-so, bought with money, and the wife kept for passion, and dots, temporary wife, dots, dots, a formal meeting of the order. The father of a girl, protected by the father, sent a monk. Two dots, the parents of a girl, protected by the parents and sent, uh, protected by the parents, sent a monk. Three dots. The brother of a girl, protected by the, the girl in parentheses, not protected by the girl in parentheses, mind you. The girl is in parentheses. The brother of a girl in parentheses, protected by the brother, sent a monk. Three dots. The sister of a girl, protected by the sister, sent a monk. Dots. The relations of a girl, protected by the relations, sent a monk. Dots. The co-religionists of a girl, protected by Dhamma, sent a monk. Dots. One who was appropriated with protection, sent a monk. Dots. One who has put a stick for protection with a stick, sent a monk. Saying, quote, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, be the wife of so-and-so, bought with money, dots. Be the wife of so-and-so, bought with money, and the wife kept for passion, dots. And the temporary wife, end quote, within quotes, end quote, dots, a formal meeting of the order. One protected by the mother sent a monk, saying, Go, honored sir, explain to so-and-so, I am the wife bought by money for so-and-so, dots, end quote, within quotes, end quote, open quote, dots, a formal meeting of the order, end quote. The steps of composition. If one protected by a stick sends a monk saying, go, sir, explain to so-and-so, I am the wife for so-and-so, bought with money, dots, another wife kept for passion and dots, and the temporary wife, end quote, within quotes, end quote. If he accepts, examines, and brings her back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Told is the whole abbreviated series. If he accepts, examines, brings back, is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. If he accepts, examines, but does not bring back, it is a grave offense. If he accepts, but does not examine, and does not bring back, it is an offense of wrongdoing. If he does not accept, but examines and brings back, it is a grave offense. 
If he does not accept but examines, yet does not bring back, it is an offense of wrongdoing. If he does not accept and does not examine but brings back, it is an offense of wrongdoing. If he does not accept and does not examine and does not bring back, it is not an offense. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, in some cases, like, for example, if you were to throw a rock and it lands on the ground and nobody saw it. If you throw a rock and, like, you hurt someone, then it's like, dude, you you hurt that person. You are responsible for that injury. If you throw a rock and it kills somebody, you committed manslaughter. If you throw a rock aiming at the person's head and people saw you intentionally getting ready and aiming and then you hit them and killed them, that's murder. So the same act can have different levels of, of uh, consequence depending on how it turns out, even though how it turns out might be outside of your control. So if a monk says, hey, this lady wants to marry you, and the man's like, eh, then it's not a wrongdoing, apparently. At least that's what it seemed to say just now. But if the man's like, hmm, 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 eh, then it's a wrongdoing. If he says, hmm, hmm, oh, yeah, I'll marry her, it is, that's the formal meeting. So if you actually successfully hook two people up, that's a formal meeting. If you unsuccessfully hook two people up, then you don't need a formal meeting. It's just a grave offense. All right. That's how, how it was for the, uh, for the monks. Well, Lord Buddha was living which, uh, of course, became the basis for Theravadan tradition, no doubt. Probably people still referring to these rules today. Okay. If a man enjoins many monks, saying, Go, honored sirs, examine such and such a woman. If they all accept, all examine, and all bring back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order for all of them. If a man dots... Dots examine such a woman, if all except if one makes them examine her, and if all bring back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order for them all. If a man dots, dots examine such a woman, if all examine, if all accepted, by the way, dots examine such and such a woman is in quotes, if that helps it make more sense. It's the same as the situation before, basically, except slightly different. If all accept, but if one makes them examine, and if one makes them bring back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order for all of them. A man enjoins a monk, quote, Go, honored sir, examine such and such a woman, end quote. If he accepts, examines her, and brings back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. All right. A man enjoins a monk, quote, Go, honored sir, examine such and such a woman. If he accepts, examines her, but makes a novice bring back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Okay. A man enjoins a monk, quote, Dots such and such a woman. End quote. If he accepts, makes a novice examine, but himself brings back, it is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. So he's closing all the loopholes. All the they think, ah, oh, well, he said if I go do that and then so, but if I go do that and I send Billy, 
Eh? Or if Billy examines her and then I, okay. A man enjoins a monk, dots such and such a woman, if he accepts, makes a novice examiner, and the novice having examined brings back a loan, there is a grave offense for both. Oh. Okay. So if the monk, instead of actively doing the thing that the man asked him to do, sends the novice and the novice does all of it, it's a grave offense for the novice and for the monk, but doesn't entail a formal meeting of the order. Okay. Going, he procures. Coming back, he deceives with words. It is a grave offense. Going, he deceives with words. Coming back, he procures. It is a grave offense. Going, he procures. Coming back, he procures. It is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Hmm. Asleep and dead, gone out, unsexed woman, a female eunuch, she was reconciled after having quarreled, and did go between for a eunuch. Thank you. Any more? A little more honking, please? Okay. At one time, a certain man enjoined a certain monk. Yes. Oh, I knew you had it in you. Okay. Go, honored sir, examine such and such a woman. As he was going, he asked some people, Where is so-and-so? She is asleep, honored sir, they said. He was remorseful and said, What now if I have fallen into an offense requiring a formal meeting of the order? He told this matter to the Lord. He said, Monk, this is not an offense requiring a formal meeting of the order. It is an offense of wrongdoing. All right. So the man said, go examine that woman. The man went and said, hey, where's the woman? They said, she's asleep. It's a wrongdoing. He didn't examine her. He didn't complete what he set out to do. All right. At one time, a certain man enjoined a certain monk saying, quote, go, honored sir, examine such and such a woman, end quote. As he was going, he asked some people, Where is so-and-so? She is dead, honored sir. They said, She has gone out, honored sir. That's a different situation, probably. He's contracting them, putting them all in one paragraph. Uh, that is an unsexed woman, honored sir. Oh, okay, she has no gender. She has no unsexed, I think is what that means. It, maybe. That is a female eunuch, honored sir, they said. She was remorseful. A female? Okay. Uh, quote, offense of wrongdoing, end quote. At one time, a certain woman, having quarreled with her husband, went to her mother's house. A monk depended on her family, effected a reconciliation. He was remorseful. Three dots. Monk, is she not one to be told enough? She is not one to be told enough, Lord. It is not an offense, monk, as she is not one to be told enough. No offense. The monk reconciled a quarreling married couple because the wife is not one to be told enough. I, all right, that's how it was back then. 
back in the 50s. Okay, uh, at one time, the uh, 2550s BC, that is. But um, bump. All right, okay, we're right at the end here. Let's just do this. At one time, a certain monk acted as a go-between for a eunuch. He was remorseful. Quote, what now if I have fallen into an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order? I don't even need to read the rest. I can assure you, monk, eunuchs have no rights in your society. They are considered as less than women. So you're not going to be in very much trouble. Let's see. Let's see how right I am. He told this matter to the Lord. Monk, it is not an offense requiring a formal meeting of the order. It is a grave offense. He acted as a go-between for a eunuch. Okay. Go-between between man and woman. That's serious. Go-between between man and eunuch. Between woman and eunuch. Yeah. Go-between between two men. You kids just have fun. Told is the fifth offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Sorry if this one was too silly. I mean, if I was too silly in my, uh, my recital of it. Well, all right. So, formal meeting number one. If you masturbate, it's a formal meeting. If you finish the act. Enough said. Uh, number two, if you touch a woman with perversion in your heart, that's a formal meeting. Rule number three, if you sexually harass verbally a woman, that's a formal meeting of the order. If it's a eunuch dressed as a woman, eh, it's a grave offense, but not a formal meeting. And number four, we just did it, didn't we? Was that the... Uh, <laughs> being a go-between for a married couple. And then rule number five was all these other situations of being a go-between. How did I already forget? Sorry, I'm just trying to do a, a wrap-up here so I, I feel like I ought to know. Yeah, no, okay. So talking about sex at all in front of a woman, suggesting that she have sex with her husband even, it's a formal meeting of the order. And rule number five is don't be a go-between for setting up a marriage between, you know, cishet, you know, couples. And that's a formal meeting of the order. Okay. Now we know. Do you feel enlightened yet? Are you enlightened yet? Oh, me too. Me too. Maybe try meditating or reading uh, the Mahayana Sutras. I'm starting to warm up to the Mahayana Sutras the more I read these, but I don't regret it, and I did commit to reading all of them, and I think it's good. I think I was thinking about how you know there's been a serious problem with anti-intellectualism over the past few hundred years, wouldn't you say? It started to uh, kind of get out of hand in recent years with the uh, the advent of uh, the normalization and. Uh, sort of politicization. Now we've got QAnon in Congress, right? Representatives. Um, is she still in there? They kick her out yet? Anyway, uh, so yes, I think that reading these texts, I know it's not as interesting as like coming on here and saying, you know what the problem is with so-and-so? He's a liar. You know, like, like that's, 
that's kind of like the bulk of the clickable content on this platform. Talking to the YouTubers, those of you listening to the podcast, you are okay. I'm talking talking about YouTube mostly. No, podcasts too. Um, a lot of talking, a lot of let's hear what this guy has to say. Oh, let's hear what this guy has to say. Not that there's much wrong with that. It's probably a step up from, I don't know, something. But, yeah, going to the source texts. What, what is Buddhism? What was Buddhism? How did it start? That's, that's what I'm wanting to know. And, uh, and after we finish reading all these maroon books, I'll finish reading the Lotus Sutra. And I'll probably, I'll probably uh, be a lot less allergic to it than I was when I tried to read it the first time, for those of you who remember that. Thank you, Lord Buddha, Amitabha, Medicine Buddha, by whatever name I call thee, thou art the Buddha. And uh, special thanks to you for going on this ride with me. And uh, I'll go ahead and close. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.